Hey friends, happy Monday. Welcome back to another episode of the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. Today's episode is super good because I get to invite my friend Michelle Castro onto the show to do an amazing interview for you. But first, I have a question. Do you ever feel like fear is paralyzing you from taking action in your online coaching business, whether that is investing in the coach, whether that is creating your new program, getting on the sales call, whatever it is, do you ever feel like like fear is holding you back? And if so, how do you choose faith over fear as a Christian mom entrepreneur? Well, today, Michelle, who is a biblical mindset and mentorship coach for women who are in the network marketing space, but but these same principles apply to women in the coaching space, she is here to talk to you today about just that. She is the host of a podcast for creation entrepreneurs called Growth Against the Grain. She is a wife. She is a mom. She is a business owner. She is a coach. And she loves the Lord so much. She has so much wisdom to share with you today about what it looks like to Allow your faith in the Lord, your faith in his plan and the assignment that he's given you be bigger than the fear that you're feeling day in and day out. So without further ado, let's get to the show. Hey mama, welcome to Bibles, Babies and Business. Are you ready to start an online biz? quit your nine to five and stay home with your kids? Are you up late at night Googling online business ideas, how to market myself and how to get my first paying client? Do you have lots of ideas, but feel overwhelmed when trying to figure out which ones to focus on so you can move your business forward? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon to be mom. A few years ago, I too felt drained by my day job and wished I could find a way to make money online. I wanted time freedom and the financial freedom to be a stay-at-home mom, but imposter syndrome kept creeping in and telling me, you could never make enough money doing that. And what if you do try and you fail? But then I discovered how to build an online coaching business from home. In this podcast, you'll find biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, online marketing tips to help you start and build an online coaching business from home and a whole lot of mom life because we're doing it all with a baby on our hip. So grab your Bible, snuggle your baby, and let's build your business because you were made for this. Michelle, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. It's so fun. that we the, the day is finally here. We've been talking about recording this and we finally get to. Yay, Cammie. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, Bibles, babies, business, like what else is there? This is so exciting. You know, I, uh, Steph Gass is, is a woman that we are connected with. And I remember renaming the podcast. So it used to actually be called the zero to full-time Christian entrepreneur. And I went through Steph's program, which is incredible. And I, you know, felt the urge to do this name change and the three B's came and stuff's like, I love it. I'm here. I mean, I think it's called alliteration. Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah. She's all about alliteration. Anytime yeah. you can bring that in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love yeah. it. So I, I have to, um, just give her credit for encouraging me with that name. Cause I was, it, people have loved it and I love it. So it, well, it comes, it encompasses everything. And Steph, I mean, hello, I just had her on the podcast again for like the third time. I'm like, can we do this quarterly? I just love when she's on. She's so fun. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show today. First, I'd love for you just to introduce yourself to the audience. Tell ladies who you are, what you do, what you're on mission for. Oh, yes. Well, hello. I am Michelle Castro. I live in beautiful Los Angeles, California, which is almost always sunny. But today we've got like this weird fall weather. We don't know what to do with this weather. It's like dreary and whatever. Um, So it's beautiful. I'm born and raised here. And I hear there's other parts of the country that are really pretty, but I don't know. I don't think we'll ever really care. <laughs> fair, fair. I got, yeah. got cornfields out here. You know, I'm sure they're beautiful too. Yeah. yeah. Apparently there's a whole bunch of trees out East, you know? Yeah. What is that stuff? I hear they change colors and yeah. you guys have like different seasons. We don't yeah. do that. We just go like hot and hotter. Yeah. So, um, yeah, lived here for my whole life. I've been married to my husband for, we celebrated 25 years and I had an opportunity to speak at our church. And I was saying, I remember when people were married for 25 years and I remember looking at them and they were old like really old. And I'm like, Oh, wait, we're not that old. Anyways, we have uh, three daughters. They are 19, 16 and 12. And we have one precious little boy who actually just turned 14 yesterday, but he gets to spend every day at the feet of Jesus. He has been there since the day uh, he was a stillborn. And that's a whole other story that we can go into. Um, but I get to be mama to those four babies and it is a complete joy. And as far as what am I on mission to do, I am on mission, just like you, Cami, to encourage women to really embrace those big boss babe goals that they have, but first aligning them with what God has for them in all things as their top, their foundation, you know, all, all around. Right. You know, I, when I think about building a business with Jesus, I didn't really start building my business with Jesus until 2020. I thought I was, I thought I was, you know, you know, to give myself an ounce of credit. I did, you know, my Jesus calling in the morning, I was doing prayer. Um, but I wasn't ever really like submitting. I wasn't ever surrendering my business to the Lord. And when I did in 2020, when the world turned upside down and I, the Lord just like used that as an opportunity to like shake me awake in my faith. And I started building my business from a place of surrender and submission to the Lord. Everything changed. Yeah. Everything yeah. changed. What's your yeah. story with that? Like, have, were you always building your business with Jesus? Is that something that like he, did he kind of interject later in the journey? I would say yes, to some degree, always. Like I would say Jesus is my foundation in everything that I do. However, he has convicted me over the last, gosh, few months, honestly, as I've been working again with Steph and, and just um, pouring back into the podcast and really seeing what the Lord wants me to do. He's made it very clear. Like he called me to the podcast. He's called me to coaching in, as with him as the foundation always, but I was I was bringing him out when it was convenient, like, oh, it makes sense. Let's talk about Jesus now. Let's, let's do this. And where he has convicted me in the last few months is everything that you just said mm -hmm. to fully surrender to him. And what I like to say, so I'm, I'm in the network marketing space and, and I like to say it's trading the compensation plan for God's plan. It makes sense. The compensation plan, right? You have these structures and, and you know what you're supposed to do and the next level and all, and that makes sense to, to follow that. 
but I don't know about you in my walk with the Lord, very seldom does his plan make worldly sense. It makes sense to him and it all makes sense in the end. But when I try to infuse Michelle logic and world logic, he's like, would you just step aside? Would you just (laughs) let me do my work? And I'm like, but God, I am capable and I can help you. And he's like, I don't need your help. And it's like, oh God, I have a suggestion for you. He's like, I already know what you're about to say. He's like, the box is closed. In fact, there is no suggestion box. I didn't ask for your help. If you would just step aside. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, I see peace and confirmation over and over and over again. And it, it feels so good. And I think like, I don't know what has, how your business went, but it's not like, okay, I surrendered it and boom, skyrocket. Right. It's first this amass, uh, this amazing amount of just peace. Mm. So good. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there will be moments of financial abundance, but abundance can be multiple different things outside of that. Um, and, and believe me, God's business plan is far better than anything of our own. And that can result in financial abundance, but also it's in the stewardship of that stewardship of following through and like doing, doing the darn thing that we need to do, but also stewardship in continually coming back to him and like sitting at his feet and being like, and admitting, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, give me the game, give me the game plan. Give me the game plan for the week, for the day, for the hour. What are we doing? And I know that we are going to camp out and have a conversation around mindset, specifically fear, but something you just said brought this other topic up to me. So I kind of want to camp out here for just a moment. And this also goes along with what you and I've been chatting about in the DM so much. I'd love to just have a little brief conversation around what does it look like to fully surrender, to get out of God's way, to let him do his thing and just be okay with that. Be okay with us not running, running the show and, and driving the bus. And also not just sit back with our own shovel And God's like, dig the hole, like praying that God will just dig the hole for us. And we have like a perfectly good shovel. And like, like, what does that look like to steward and surrender Mm -hmm. the, um, the, you brought this, uh, I don't even know. It's, it's many people have heard it, but it's like that guy that, um, there was a flood coming and he was at his house and they were said, Hey, evacuate. And he didn't. And he said, no, no, my Lord will save me. And the floods were coming in, the water was rising. So he went up to the roof and all of a sudden a boat came by and said, Hey, you know, we'll take you to shore, uh, you know, f- to safety. And he's like, no, 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 my God's going to save me. Okay. And then later, uh, like another boat comes by and say, Hey, we'll, we'll take you to shore. No, no, no. My God's going to save me. And then lastly, uh, the, the water keeps rising and the helicopter comes in and is like, this is your last chance. We will take you to shore. He's like, no, God is going to save me. And then he doesn't take any of the help. He goes to heaven because he, he, the, the waters kept rising. And he's like, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent you two boats and a helicopter. What else did you want me to do? Like, so yep. what does that look like to steward the work, to be diligent and hardworking and yet surrendering to Christ. Yeah. I know it can be this conundrum, right? Like, okay, Lord, it's yours. It's yours. And we forget the responsibility aspect of it. Like we're still called to, it's kind of like, okay, Lord, you say you're going to provide food. So, um, 
I'll just wait until dinner like pops up. No, Mm -hmm. like everyone would be like, well, that's absurd. Like you need to go to the market. You need to buy the food. You need to plan the things out. You need to at the, you know, turn the barbecue on. Like what, like we have responsibilities that we have to do, but how do we marry these two? And I wish that it would be like, marry the two and three easy steps, you know, for 1999, we'll get you there. And it's not. And unfortunately, it's going to look different every single day. But I know for me and I know for you, it starts with a surrender to the Lord. And what does that look like? It's Lord, this is yours. And I'm going to continue doing what I feel you've led on my heart to do every day, every moment until you make it clear that that's not what I'm supposed to do Hmm. at all. And we get confirmation over and over again during during quarantine and, and lockdowns. I was like, Lord, how do I discern your voice? How do I discern when you're talking to me? Because it seems so arbitrary. We know that we're not going to go outside and there's going to be sky riding like, Cammy, I want you to do like, it would be great. We'd right. love to get that email download of everything. But so I, I went through this Priscilla Shire uh, study called discerning the voice of God, something along those lines. I believe it. That's the exact title of it. And really what she said in there is we just got to keep praying. We need to keep trusting the Lord. We need to go back to scripture. Is there anything that we're doing that is contrary or contradictory to what scripture says? Because the Lord is never going to ask us to do something that contradicts his word. Okay. So if you're, if you're reading, you're, you're feeling at peace, you're, you're seeing scripture. There's not anything in there that is contradicting, then keep going. Are you seeking wise counsel? Is somebody, you know, in your life saying, Whoa, stop, this is not okay. Okay. Well, that might be a, that might be one of your, your boats. One of the helicopters telling you, wait, this is not the right thing. Like listen up. Um, but unfortunately it's going to have to be a lot of walking with Jesus. Not unfortunately. I mean, it's a great thing. We just, in this world, we're so used to instant access, you know, like we can order everything online. We get prime delivery. We want prime delivery of God. And he's like, well, it might take a little bit of time, but I know for myself, I have to quiet myself. That might look like unfollowing people that are infiltrating my mind. Maybe they're an amazing Instagram coach, but for me right now, like I just, it's, it's just contrary to where I'm going at the moment. Maybe I'll add them in at another time. I don't know, but I just find that I get too much noise in my head that is pulling me away from the noise I need to hear the voice I need to hear, which is God's voice. Right. Right. I think that you said that so well, discerning the Lord's voice and realizing that he does speak. Mm-hmm. Now we may or may not ever hear the audible voice of God. I, I have not personally heard the audible voice of God, but we know because of the word of God that like he has spoken to people audibly. There's mm-hmm. also many other ways that he speaks. He will speak through his word. There's only one text in the entire world that is living and reads you as you read it. And it's the Bible. He'll speak through other people. He'll speak through media, believe it or not. Um, the Bible says that he has created everything for his glory. Now humans twist it and pervert it, um, for worldly, worldly gain, but you better believe that he could use social media to speak. There's just so many ways, nature, so many ways that the Lord can speak. And we have to be we have to turn our ears on. Like when I was growing up, my mom would be like, okay, we have to turn our ears on and our listening ears. And there's a difference between hearing and listening. Yep. 
Yeah, completely. Listen, like you said, you, you have to quiet yourself. Oh, so good. The other night I had a dream that I just knew was from the Lord. I have never really, I know I'm getting off on a little tangent here, but like I've probably in my entire life only had two, maybe three dreams that I just knew this is the Lord speaking. Mm -hmm. And I was starting to, I'm like, man, why did God like come to me in a dream? And I was starting to like research God coming to people in dreams. And one, one thing, and I got convicted about this is like, sometimes God comes to you in a dream because you're too busy when you're awake. And I was like, Oh, that's me (laughs) because I'm the person that will schedule things back to back to back to back to back. Anyway, the Lord's reminding me. Um, but I think that we have to, like you said, quiet ourselves and, listen expectantly, knowing that he's going to speak. And then also simultaneously to that, when we do get a word from God, write it down, Habakkuk 2.2. When you get the vision, write it down so that you can run and read it. In other words, so that you don't forget when business coach A has a really good idea, but it's not a God idea. And all of a sudden you're getting distracted. You can come back to what the word of what, what the Lord told you. And then lastly, recognizing that surrender doesn't mean sit and do nothing. Mm. That's actually the opposite. We call that laziness and we're just dressing it up, looking like (laughs) surrender. Um, Surrender is partnered with stewardship. Like one of my favorite verses in the Bible is faith without works is dead. And I, you know, take that as faith without action. We need faith and it has to be paired with action. So love. Yes. Yes. Well, and I think back to what you were saying about how we hear from the Lord, like one thing that I have specifically prayed as I've made a few changes and tweaks in my business. And as I'm trying to, you know, see what the Lord wants, I've, I've asked for the Lord to give me confirmation. And do you know, shocking, he does. He has given me confirmation in you, Cammy, specifically, like you've been just encouraging words and, you know, the Lord has brought different people in my life. And I try to be very clear to tell them, like, if somebody leaves me a really nice comment in my DMS about the podcast or something, I say, I just want you to know, like you are an answer to prayer. I have been asking the Lord to confirm that I am where he wants me to be because heaven knows I've got a PhD in Michelle wanting to be where she wants to be and, and trying to invite the Lord along with it. And he's like, no, 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 no. Die to yourself. Stop. Just stop. I want to show you where you need to be. Would you just trust me? Mm -hmm. Like I think of that the girls watch Aladdin all the time. We were just watching it and he's, you know, Aladdin turns to princess Jasmine. Do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And is do I trust the Lord? That's what it comes back down to for me. Do I trust you? I was reading in, and this kind of goes into some fears that we were talking about, but I, in fact, my verse this morning um, was Psalm 34, four, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Confirmation of, I'm like, this, <laughs> we're talking about this today. Holy cow. I kid you not, Cammie, when you said, let's talk about some fears and some mindset and everything. I was like, well, that's really funny because that's what the Lord has been hitting me with every single day. And I think what's interesting, and as we were kind of starting on this, I I would guess that most of your audience are not afraid of the big things. Like they're, they've done, they've made some of the big moves. Like there's always going to be fears in some of those big things, but oftentimes I find my fears play out in the smaller things. 
And a couple of ways that the Lord has hit me is in all my years of walking with the Lord, I became a Christian when I was eight years old. I have never read through the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation. And so I started last week, actually, I started with the five day plan. If anyone else is afraid to do this, because the seven days like scares the living daylights out of you go with five days. You got two days off. You can, you know, make up in there, but every day for like three days, I was hit with a couple different things in Mark four 40. Um, prior to that, you know, Jesus takes the disciples out onto the, onto the water and there's a, the storm comes up. Jesus is sound asleep. He's like, this is great. You know, he's taking a nap. The disciples are freaking out and they come over. Jesus wakes up and he's like, peace. And his words to them is, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And I kid you, like I was, it it hit me. It was like that, that knife to my heart. My dogs are super convicted by it too. They're like, I'm sorry. I'll trust you, Lord. It's life people. Um, but like, why are you still afraid? Why are you trusting me? You say you've surrendered everything to me. Do you really mean that? Right. Because I feel like I like to surrender. And then I just, I just want to hold on to the heel of it just for a little bit. You know, let me just help you with that. Right. Right. Oh, and, and that reminds me of, well, two things, you know, these are people that walked with Jesus, talked with him, ate with him. Like they were traveling with him for years and they still defaulted in some way to their flesh of fear. And, you know, we're always going to be in this flesh battle because we have this skin suit on and the Lord knows that he knows he made us. If there's anybody that understands the human body, it's the one who made the human body. He knows that we are struggling with flesh, which means that we will struggle with fear. Um, and so number one, I, you know, I think that the Lord's kind of like, Hey, you know, he's never here to condemn. And so part of that story, I think is to help us realize, Hey, if you're struggling with fear, just recognize that these guys, yeah, these 12 people, like, yeah, they walked with me. They talked to me every single day and they still struggled with this too. So first of all, grace. And secondly, recognizing that, like, I think that we have to surrender daily. I do. Yeah. I wish I could have surrendered on like March 3rd and like been solid for the rest of my life. Oh, it doesn't work for you like that. Cause it totally works for me. I'm good. (laughs) Oh, it's, oh, and I think that is also why the Lord wants us to get back into his presence daily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think of, you know, Lamentations. what is it? Lamentations three twenty two and 23, you know, his mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. I know for me, I think of that, like in the big, the hard times, you know, the real struggles. No, no, no. His mercies are new every single morning, every single morning for whatever we need mm-hmm. in this life. How great is thy faithfulness? It's that hymn, you know, the, the, the hymn, how great is thy faithfulness is taken directly from Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. And he knows that we are these stupid sheep that we go on this path. And like two seconds later, we're like squirrel, squirrel, you know, like we're, we're constantly distracted. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to be merciful to you. Not just every morning, but every millisecond. And maybe that's because you're walking through a really hard time and, and maybe that's a hard time in your business. You know, I, I, that's one thing that the Lord has been showing me over and over again is I often think of trials as being those hard things. So I mentioned that we lost our son, you know, that's a real, that that was a very difficult time, but so is struggling with what the Lord wants me to do with my business. 
that's hard because we want to do what's right. We want to, it's a different hard. It's a, but the Lord understands and loves us that he recognizes where we're at in that moment. And he will give us those mercies every single day because we can't one and done surrender it. Yeah. It's a moment by moment basis. Right. Right. And I think that you phrased that so beautifully because everybody experiences hard in some, whether it's one trial in their life, we all have probably multiple or in different types of trials, different types of hard. And so what I'd love to ask you is how do we stay faithful in the midst of being afraid? Like when we experience an emotion of fear, which is natural, no reason to be ashamed of it. Welcome to the human club. There's like 7 billion of us, but how do we stay faithful to the assignment in the midst of fear? Oh, well, you know, it's so interesting. And I always marvel at the way that the Lord works. Um, a few weeks ago, I was asked to speak at our mom's group and we're talking on abiding. And she asked me to speak about abiding in faith. And I was like, okay, I can do that. But then the Lord made it very clear. He's like, no, 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 Michelle, it's not just abiding in faith. It's abiding in faith in times of waiting. What does that look like? Because we can be, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust the Lord. I believe in him. But what about those times when that fire is on and you're like, I'm just waiting, just waiting. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're waiting for the baby. Maybe you're waiting for the business. Maybe you're waiting to see that success, that growth, that so So what do we do? It's hard because we live in this immediate time where I want something, I go to Amazon and I get it immediately. You might, I mean, the worst case, you might have to wait two days for it, you know, something like that. So we want to, we want to Amazon prime our business. And what I saw as I was studying for this was our God wants us to wait upon him in all things. He wants us to take everything to him, but also trusting that we can confidently expect that he's going to do what he says he will do. Psalms 27, 13 and 14 says, I believe that I look, I'm sorry. I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. If you read it in the amplified version, I, I absolutely love this. Wait for and confidently expect the Lord. Be strong and let your heart take courage. Yes, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. The Lord doesn't repeat a lot of things all, all the time, but when he does, it's time for us to like perk up, wait for and confidently expect the Lord. And remember that our God is a good God, he wants us to take everything to him in prayer, right? He cares about every aspect of our life. He cares about our businesses. He cares about what you're doing. If God has called you to where you are right now, he will absolutely equip you. I mean, think back to Moses, right? Moses is like, I can't speak eloquently. I can't do any of these things. And he's like, I didn't ask. I didn't ask if you were qualified. I'm going to qualify you. I'm going to make sure that you can do these things. So whatever the Lord has called you to in your business, 
you can confidently expect that he is going to deliver those things for you. So what does that look like? Like, I know a lot of times it's like, okay, you know, memorize these verses, you know, like, that's great. It means that we have to be renewing our mind daily. Really? Like, I always think, you know, when you decide to buy that car, you're like, okay, you know, we're going to get the Toyota Explorer or whatever, or I'm sorry, the Ford Explorer. Now, all of a sudden you see it everywhere, right? Well, our mind does the same thing. Like more explorers did not show up. There were not any more explorers on day two than the day that you decided. It's just, you are looking through that lens because now you've decided, oh, we're going to get this. Well, what if you look through the lens of scripture? And if the more that you fill yourself with God's word, the more that you see that, the more that you can trust who our God is. When we go back to Mark 440, right before, just like you said, the, the disciples had seen the Lord perform all of these miracles. And yet they still were like, ah, you know, there's, there's a storm going on. What is going to happen here? And he's like, come on guys, haven't you been walking with me? Haven't you seen this? Haven't you seen everything that I've done? And then I love like the next chapter over, he says something like, um, have faith, only believe. And I love the simplicity of our savior. He's like, friend, like you're making it harder than it needs to be. Just trust me. Yeah. I got you. I'm going to take care of all of this. Right. Oh, that's so good. Cause waiting, we don't love to wait. I mean, no. many of the women that are listening to this. So the number one platform that I use for my business, second to my podcast is Instagram. It's literally called Instagram, instant gratification. I get instant notification. Well, I turn my notifications off, but if I had them on, um, I would get instant notifications of every like every, um, DM, every comment, and it's very busy. And so, because again, we serve a Lord that's very going against the grain. If we're going to yeah. talk about your podcast, which we'll yeah. chat about more later when, when we tell women where to come hang out with you, but it, our God goes against the grain. Yeah. And so he tells us to wait, which goes against, again, every fiber in our flesh. Now, wait doesn't mean sit and do nothing. Wait means Go back to the last thing he told you to do and faithfully steward that until he tells you to do something different. He also so graciously has given us an imagination and he wants you to use it. He wants you to submit it to the Lord, but recognize that like God gave you a mind for a reason. It is okay to use it, to write down your ideas. And then go to the Lord for those purification of those ideas. Hey God, is there anything in here that is of selfish ambition? Is there anything in here that's wanting to get back at people who made fun of me in high school? Is there anything in here that's wanting to be flashy and like drive the really nice car down the street, which nothing wrong with having a nice car, nothing wrong with having a nice house, but let me submit my goals to you, father, because you know, my heart. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, there's so yeah. many things in there. Like, you know, and if again, I were to go back to the fear conversation, I do see some, some coaches or women that I have conversations with in the DMS talking about how fear is keeping them stuck. And if that's you, you know, y'all can't see me, but I'm raising my hand. Welcome again to the human club, yeah. but waiting again, doesn't mean do nothing. And if fear is keeping you stuck, then let's first acknowledge that. And again, go to the Lord and like, Lord, I am stuck and it's fear. He already knows it. 
Yeah. <laughs> let's let let's just like have our prayer also be two way dialogue. I think many of us are saying amen before God even has a chance to like respond back. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes to all of that. We're like, oh yeah, no, I got it. Like, have you ever finished somebody's sentence and they're like, well, actually, I wasn't going to say that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, sorry. Yep. 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 <laughs> I was just assuming. Um, yeah. I mean, I think of Isaiah 41 10 says, fear not. Fear not. Like I would, I should do a study on how many times the Lord tells us not to fear. It's probably like every other verse, right? Mm -hmm. Fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen. I will help. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I love looking at scripture and seeing where those, there, there are those declaratives, like the verbs, like what is he going to do? What is he telling us not to do? What is he telling us to do? And over and over and over again, he's saying, stop fearing. I mean, the only thing we're to fear is fear God. And what comes from when we fear God is wisdom, right? Like that's all he wants us to do. And if we are in alignment, like at the beginning, I was like, oh, you know, my ideal girl, she wants to balance, you know, honoring the Lord with growing her business. And someone pointed out, she's like, are you talking about balance? Are you really talking about alignment? And I think of, you know, going to the chiropractor and having everything in alignment, everything in order. And that's what God wants. He wants, he wants to be the top. He wants to be the bottom. He wants to be all around it. And he wants us to align everything with what his word has to say. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, Esther, Esther 414. Um, I love this passage so much. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm so guilty of like, hooking on to different parts of a passage and forgetting, like, there might be more to that. Like there, there might be, there might be a little bit more to that one. You know, we know that, that, you know, oh, he, God may have called you for such a time as this, like, right. We, we glom onto that, but I started looking at the entire verse and it says, for if you keep silent at this time, so Queen Esther, you know, we know she was, she was called into this kingdom really to save the, the Jews, to save her, her race. And her cousin was like, you need to go. She married the king and she was hesitant. She was scared. She was worried. And, and it says, for, if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from another place. Yeah. I had never seen that before. He says, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows whether you have not come to this kingdom for such a time as this. So, okay. I'm like, okay, well, obviously we're not in a kingdom. So the Lord's going to, he's going to accomplish his will with or without me, period. It's going to happen. I cannot thwart his will at all. He's like, Hey, Michelle, I'm either going to do it with you or I'm going to do it without you. You choose. But you might be here in this situation where you are right now for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. And it is so easy for me to think like, I mean, this business, you know, like, does he really care? Like, does he really care about collagen? I mean, come on. Like, does that really matter? And yeah, maybe, maybe not. But does he care about what we care about? Yes. Has he put you in that situation, whatever it is you're selling, whatever coaching you're doing, whatever it is for a greater purpose. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If your desire is to honor the Lord in all that you do, there is definitely a kingdom purpose for that. And he's going to accomplish his will with or without you. So you either abandon the fears easier said than done. I totally get it, but you either abandon the fears or you get on board. Yeah. Yeah. It, that, what you just said reminded me of, um, a sermon I was listening to, 
um, where the pastor was like, have you ever wondered why all of these amazing businesses, like Fortune 500 companies, all of these new inventions, why are they not coming out of the church? Mm. Like, like the word says that the Lord made everything for his glory. So why do we look at companies like Apple and Tesla and why are we not seeing the Lord? Mm. And the, this pastor's perspective was principles will remain, whether that person is a believer or not. And his, and this is his words or not, but, uh, he said, I believe that God is looking at the church and saying, you guys aren't ready. You guys are some, and I say you guys as a summary. Okay. This is not a generalization, (laughs) but many are, are, we're stuck in the fear. We're stuck in our feelings and he needs somebody with audacity. He needs somebody that is willing to do it afraid. Somebody who has the confidence or dare I say, will believe that, that, the, that God will do it, even if I can't, to make this thing come to fruition. I mean, why, I mean, if God really wanted to expand the church, then, then why did Tesla not come out of the church? Yeah. Why did Apple, why, why is there not a Bible verse on every single Apple phone? Yeah. You know, and I think that many of us, again, I don't want to, I don't want to make a one size fits all statement because that's not fair or accurate, but I think that many of us are getting so stuck in our fear. Mm-hmm. And then when we, we, we should be waiting on the Lord, but we think that that's wait, just sit here with our hands folded. And he's wanting us to wait faithfully. In other mm-hmm. words, wait and keep stewarding the things that, that we're calling and waiting on him to bring the results. Yeah. What if we waited and worked at the same time? Like we can, we can, we can work while waiting and work faithfully at what he called me to do. I'm just going to go back to like the last instruction that you told me to do. I'm going to be faithful in that God. Yeah. And then when yeah. you give me a new instruction, I'm going to be faithful to not delay my obedience because delayed obedience is disobedience because moving when God told you to wait is disobedience. And also waiting when God told you to move is also disobedience. And so we have to realize that when God says, wait, he's, he, he's not saying do nothing. Yep. And yep. peace is not like this ooey gooey lovey feeling also like, well, I'm, yeah, yeah. That could be a whole other conversation. That could be, a, well, I was going to say like feelings, like we can get yeah. so stuck on our feelings. And I love our pastors always like feelings are like buses, like a new one comes every 10 minutes. Yeah. Like I, I do believe like that the Lord gives us instinct mm-hmm. and he gives us things, but we can't trust our gut. Like my gut tells me that I want chocolate. It also tells me that I should probably have protein. Like my, my gut is really deceptive. And, you know, depending on the day, like I said, it's a little dreary. So my gut's going to tell me, you know, we should sit down and eat candy and watch TV all day. Like my gut will absolutely deceive me. God will not. Mm-hmm. And the only way that we can retrain our mind, which I loved this definition that I saw, it said habitual action, habitual, um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, let me look at it up, especially, uh, a way of thinking an attitude or opinion, especially a habitual one. So the only way that we have our thoughts be habitual is if we're renewing our mind constantly in God's word. And, and even at that, we're going to fail because our flesh is going to take over so much more often than we would like, but gosh, 
couldn't, wouldn't it be great if we could start tipping the scales a little bit where our flesh is like losing a little bit more each day and our, and our, you know, our, our heart and our desire for the Lord is winning out every single day. But I love what you said about action. If you think about the word wait, it is a verb. It is. It's a verb. We're to do something. There's it going back to that whole, you know, if you're just waiting for dinner to magically appear, it's never going to happen. You absolutely have to be doing things. And sometimes you're just going to be doing, like you said, that last thing until the Lord tells you not to and, and get rid of the distractions. The shiny Instagram is great. I love it. I think it's awesome. It's so fun, whatever but it can be a distraction. And what do we know about the enemy? He's going to use anything he can to distract us. If you are a child of God, you cannot be grabbed by the enemy, but you better believe he wants to throw as many potholes in your way to trip you up as much as possible. He doesn't like you. He doesn't love you. Instagram is not, was not created to better you as a person. Is it a tool? Sure just like any other business tool out there. But you better believe that if you have given the enemy any inkling of a foothold, he's going to glom onto that and run like crazy with it and use it against you. Yeah, yeah. And and, and fear is, I believe, like the number one tool in the enemy's tool belt. Yep, yep. And we're all subjected to it. We're all... um we, we're all, we all fall victim to it in one way or another. You said right before we hit record, you know, Kimmy, at the, at the end of the day, anything that is keeping us from moving forward in the assignment that God has for us, it all boils down to fear. Mm-hmm. It may look like a, a different pathway to get there, but like at the, at the core, everything that prevents us from moving forward in some way, shape or form dials back to fear, which to your other point, which is why God said over and over and over in his word, do not fear. Fear not, fear not. It sounds so easy, right? You know, you read, what is it? Romans 8 31. Um, if God is for us, who can be against us? We're like, yes, God is for us. And yet like at the same breath, we're like, oh, but, but I, I, what if nobody buys my course? Yeah. What if nobody does this? What if, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. Somebody just had a hater on my comment in my comment section. God, are you still for me? Yeah. 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 It was great. I did a whole episode after a really lovely review. I was like, Oh, how do we respond in a godly manner? We just love them. We just love, Mm -hmm. we just move on. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Michelle, this has been so good. So I would love to ask you one more question. And then I want you to tell people where they can come hang out with you at. So the last question is what advice would you give to the woman who's listening to this episode right now? And the Lord has given her a word. Like he's told her to move forward with the business. That's clear. She may not look, look, she may not know what that looks like. And honestly, she's a little afraid to take the first step. What is a word of encouragement that you would just like lay on her heart right now? Mm. We just watched the movie war room the other day. I'd never seen it before. So good. I'm a huge, I love Priscilla Shire. I've done many of her studies and honestly, friend pray, pray, take it to the Lord in prayer, write it out. I'm a big fan of writing it out. Even if it means you write it out and you crumple it up and throw it away. Like there is power in getting it out of you. 
Maybe you need to sit in your car and you need to have a conversation with God, go on a walk, go whatever, grab something and, and put it out to the Lord. Talk to your heavenly father because he wants to hear what's in your heart. You know, I have three daughters and they can assume I know what's going on in their life. I can look at them and be like, oh, is everything okay? And they're like, yeah, it's okay. And they might think, oh, she doesn't want to hear. But I'm going to tell you as their mom, I want to hear. I want to hear from them. I might be able to say, yeah, I knew that was bothering you. But that's just like our heavenly father. He knows what's bothering us, but he wants us to love him and trust him enough with each of those fears, bring them to him. And if you have to like create your own little war room and tape those things up, or, or if your war room is a notebook, like just write your prayers to the Lord and ask him for wisdom and discernment. We pray for so many things. And I was challenged a few years ago by a Bible saying, she's like, we pray for all these things, pray for wisdom and discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to, to, to build off of what you just said about wisdom, James one, five says, if you lack wisdom, ask the heavenly father who will not rebuke you. He'll give you wisdom. The follow-up to that verse is you must believe in faith that he is giving you wisdom. So for example, what does that look like practically? If I pray, God, give me wisdom in my business. And then I spend the rest of the day doubting every single idea that comes into my head. Mm-hmm. That I'm not operating in faith that, that God, a just heard my prayer and he answered it and that he was actually going to give me wisdom. Like if I actually believe that I'm, I'm going to ask God for wisdom and he's going to give it to me, then the thoughts that come into my head, I would have wisdom on, is that a good idea? Or is that a God idea? Yeah. There would be confidence in that there wouldn't be second guessing. And so I think that a lot of times we're asking God for wisdom and then he's offering it and we're doubting it again. Yep. So I wanted to just like build off that because I thought that was so good. What you just said, ask God for wisdom, go back to, I think it's James one, five, and then believe that he's going to give it to you and start operating from that level of confidence. Yeah. Well, and don't, and, and don't, don't ask no, assuming what his answer is going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you ever do that? Like you have a conversation with your husband and you're like, okay, well, he's going to say this. And then I'm going to say this. And then like, you're assuming the way that things are going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we have to, uh, when we talk about surrender, it is fully giving over and saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to surrender my business. I'm going to surrender my will. I'm going to surrender all of these things. So if I'm asking you for wisdom, I'm going to surrender what Michelle thinks is going to be the answer to that. And anything that you bring to mind, I'm going to now filter through your word. Is this, which is this from you? Or is this like just Michelle being, you know, great idea. Like, is this good or God? I love that. Yeah. And filtering through that. And, and sometimes you're going to have to run with it for a little bit and see like, okay, is this, but that's also the Lord refining you in that process too. And praying for confirmation, you know, wisdom in the confirmation of things. Like, is this what you want me to do? Show me. Yeah, absolutely. So good. Michelle, thank you so much for lending us your time today. I would love for you to tell women where they can come hang out with you and get more of your goodness. Well, Cami, this has been such a joy. We, we found each other just a couple of weeks ago, I think. And I'm like, we are kindred sisters. And I just, I love 
the way that the Lord brings people together. Honestly, that was one thing I had been praying for in confirmation is praying for women that are going to be iron to me because that's what we need. We need to surround ourselves with iron. So this has been absolutely such a joy. You can find me over anywhere you listen to a podcast on the, my podcast is called growth against the grain, because I want to encourage you to grow against the grain of this world. And in so many other ways, you can also find me in Instagram. Cause I mean, that's where we all hang out. It's at, at it's me, Michelle Castro. Love it. Awesome. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for coming with your wisdom, with your beautiful pink hair. You all can't see it, but Michelle has beautiful pink hair and my love language is pink. So I immediately was like drawn to Michelle. Um, Go follow her on Instagram and you can see her in all of her glory. She has wonderful content and beautiful pink hair. So well, thank you, Cammie. Absolutely. Hi friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Bibles, Babies, and Business podcast. If you learned something from today's episode, or if it blessed you in any way, I would love to know. You can head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review, and I may just read your review on the show. Thank you again for being here, and I pray that God would fill you with peace in your faith, your motherhood, and your business, because you were made for this.